This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Well, you're on the one Radio 191 FM. It's just gone 10 minutes the hour at night. It's time for a bit of sports. Scott's here at the Muddy Air, mate. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm very good. Um, what a great weekend of sports um, for Otipote for Otago. Yes. Yes, very exciting. Um, yes, the Otago Nuggets have uh, become the NBL champions for the first time. First time. Uh, second title in three years after winning the 2020 NBL showdown, mm, which mm. wasn't a proper NBL season. One of many seasons around the world that kind of got... Um, very sadly shortened yes during yes. a good year uh, I think pretty much at the time they ended up making a deal with ESPN when it came, uh, for that season uh, and, and that has continued on mm. actually from there uh, purely for the fact that there was no other sports going on in <laughs> yeah. the world uh, it was the only basketball league kind of happening mm. So New Zealand basketball is very exciting right now. I mean, we've got a lot of these kind of top NBA prospects are now coming to play for you know the Breakers and and, and, and that sort of thing. I think New Zealand basketball is really really going off right now. Really good, and uh, Otago basketball is as good as it's ever been. Uh, Brent Matahari has had um, a stellar season. Well, they they finished third in the regular season, mm. and then they uh, went through that playoff beautifully. Uh, it was one really close game, uh, but for them to take it out when eight years ago they weren't even there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was no money, they, they ran out of cash, they pulled out of the competition, they came back three years ago, uh, a couple of years ago, sorry, in 2020, to, to win that title, mm. that was their first season's back. Now they were up against the Tuatara, who were in their first season. Mm. They were mm. formerly that, that franchise, because it works yes. like that way as well, they were from... They're co-owned by the by the, the ABL, um, Australian Baseball League team, aren't they? They're all Tuatara who play... Yeah, yeah. I, I believe so, but the licence came from the team that played, I think, one season from Tasmania. There was a Tasmanian oh, right. team in the NBL last wow. year. Yeah. So they acquired the license, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a Tasmanian, and I think I think that's the only potentially the only New Zealand sporting league that's had an Australian team mm. playing it. Yeah, very very reverse of the expected situation. Yeah, and long flights. Yes, I can imagine that. Hobart to. Hobart to Dunedin is not. <laughs> no, no yeah. you're not. You're not flying direct. <laughs> you're not flying direct. Doesn't quite work. I don't even know if you're flying direct from Hobart to anywhere in Australia. Yeah, I don't. I, you might through Auckland, but that's, that's about it, really. Maybe, but anyway, um, a fantastic season, uh, and an incredible win, and yeah, great for the city, and great for basketball uh, in the community as well. Uh, and hopefully, um, we'll see some continued success. Um, the the big star of the team, uh, Keith. Williams, who's in his first professional um, mm. professional year, uh, American, came over from college ball. He's going to play, try to play another game of a uh, year of college fo- uh, basketball. He declared in the NBA draft in 2020, but withdrew and returned to college mm. uh, for a senior year, and then tried to get another season of college ball in. Yes, the 2020 class will offer an extra year because of the shortened season, I think, across yeah. all sports. Then he declared for 2021 as well, and then the declare, that was withdrawn, and he went into a transfer portal, something. It didn't make it into anything, didn't mm. get back into college ball, didn't get back into uh, the NBA draft, so now he's in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and he's winning a title, and he's an MVP. This will be, this will be exciting for him in terms of, in terms of he'll, I'm sure he'll get those calls now um, oh, to, come, to, come, so. and, come, and, come and sign those. Potentially a two-way contract. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, big, yeah. big club contract. Even if nice. it's just the D League, yeah. get yourself in there, or maybe the Breakers will look at them. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's again an exciting opportunity to come through in, in basketball. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, well done to the Nuggies. Right, you've got yes. some league chat. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, Warriors did win, and they won quite handily. If you look at the final score, but that is not the tale of the tape. Okay. And this is this is, this is what I have been. 
this was a really good game. That's worth. It's always worth pointing out, and they and they closed it out late, really well. You know, Sean Johnson. Um, everyone's saying he turned back the clock to do it, and I, I have to agree. I think I think he sealed it late. It was very well done. The Warriors are like a bad boyfriend, though, in the sense that the standards are so low that this is acceptable to us now. That it's a team that we should be beating, and we do beat them, and you know we're we're jubilant, right? The Bulldogs are not much better. In fact. Uh, looking, we're actually tied with them in terms of wins and losses. Yeah, but the, uh, uh, the Warriors' point differential is so awful <laughs> that we are still trailing them by. We, we've we've scored ten more points than them, but allowed eighty three more wow. on the season. And in fact, the only reason we're leading over the Knights, who are again all tied wins and losses, is because they have allowed. I think they scored fifty less tries, but they've actually allowed less points. Our, the differential is so. Lopsided, you know, we've been eliminated from contention for making the eight for weeks now. I uh, this is a, this was an exciting game, and I don't want to dampen that at all because it was an exciting game. People played well. Reese Walsh, seven conversions. This is exciting stuff. Yeah, we should expect better from this. The, this is a garbage time. You know, in America they'd say this is a garbage time game, and it was. And I'm I'm glad that we won. But this is a game that we should have won, and it shouldn't be this kind of exciting jubilant surprise where yeah. we. Lead 18-6 at halftime, only to make it 18-18 very quickly, and then Classic. head off the comeback. Classic. This shouldn't be the t- how it goes. This is this is this is a professional franchise who have had years of development and years of loyalty from New Zealand, and here we are once again talking about uh, the period after we've made made the eight people, or, or after we can't make the eight, and um, I'm sure there are people going around saying we can still make the eight, but it's just it's it's <laughs> yeah next year. Next year, and that's, not, that, this, I mean, that's the that, that's the tagline for the Warriors. It's the, it is the tagline of the Warriors. It's, there, yeah. will be, there will be the conversation will be had again next year when I'm talking about a late a late a late season game when yeah. it's beyond mattering and we have a handy win. You know, it'll be the same conversation next year. This is promising for next year. Yeah, well, let's hope that's not the same case for the All Blacks. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, again, they did, they did, they did actually close it out against against the Republic of South Africa. That was that was. You know, nice. I don't think a lot of people were expecting that, given the topsy turvy performances of late. Um, no one was. Uh, but again, New Zealand rugby hasn't really committed uh, publicly to Ian Foster um, in terms of saying anything. And I know there's a lot of speculation about that. It doesn't make sense to fire him at this point now. You know, they've kind of they kind of passed the point of no return with Foster. And I know that the, some of the top minds will be starting to pivot to 2027. They won't admit it internally, but they'll start kind of putting in the, the backup plans and they'll start thinking. Um, and while they haven't said anything, it could be possible that they're applying the same treatment they did with Graham Henry in 2007. You know, it's... it's, it's I the situations aren't quite comparable. No. But they are long-term thinkers. And, and you know, that's part of the reason why Sam Kane was appointed captain. You know, there's, there's a lot of long-term thinking going on and my message I suppose to New Zealand rugby fans is just to kind of you know hold your breath a bit you know just just have a, have a little bit of faith this is a mm. team with this is a team with a hundred hundred so years of storied history I don't think it's all going to go out the window no once. but there's you see things have changed though and uh, Silver Lake what mm. it's there because you know New Zealand rugby is now partly owned by an American yes, uh, yeah. management company yeah. What kind, you know, what say do they get? Where do they sit on the board? Where will they sit on this? They're expecting instant success. It's the All Blacks. 
Absolutely, you know, the most yeah. winning team in international sport of any kind. It's a slam dunk from a, from a, from a corporate perspective. Yeah, um, of investment, and but it is it is kind of thing because the relationship that at worst the relationship they're going to have is the relationship that the Glazers have with Manchester United <laughs> and the people of Manchester. <laughs> And that is probably the worst way that you go about an American management business. Because, again, the Glazers also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they're, and they're not minded by Buccaneers fans. I don't think that the, given Tampa Bay's historic record of failure and the current fact they've got Tom Brady, I don't think they're complaining. No. But the, but the alternative is that, again, here in New Zealand, we have this relationship with Silver Lake where we're going, get yeah. out, get out, get out. Yeah, do, do, the, do they, you know, do they rock the boat or do they just let you Zealand rugby play it out like they always have? Fingers crossed that they do that. It, yeah, it remains to be seen, but you've... I don't know how much power they've got. No, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody does, and I wonder whether it, the top minds at New Zealand rugby really have a grasp just yet on, on how decisions are going to go. And that's going to be, I think, the thing to keep track of, again, going into 2023 and then again into 2027, because they're already starting to think that way. Yeah. It is actually worth keeping track of is, is how... New Zealand rugby is evolving because again, it's 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 a nice cash injection, sure, you know, mm. not that it really needs it, but yeah, it's a nice cash injection. Does that actually translate to on the field results? Yeah, we're not sure yet. We're not sure yet. Hopefully, it works out more like the Fenway deal with Liverpool. Yes, that would be John Henry is a, quite a good. He was quite a good owner for the Red Sox. You know, he, he was he put together that team that won those 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 titles. Two thousand four broke the Billy Goat curse. You know, jubilation all across Boston. Um, and again, like I say, with Liverpool, he's been the kind of it's 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 two sides of the coin, isn't it? You have got the mm. Malcolm Glazer United relationship, and you've got the John Henry Liverpool relationship. So that's that's that is quite exciting. But anyway, the the, the hey, look, the All Blacks won, and they won yes, in the high valve yes. where they always do quite well. Actually, it's good for running rugby. And yes, on the high valve and in yeah. South Africa as well. That, that's 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 yeah. that's that's also worth pointing out. We, uh, you know, and so there's super there's there's the rugby championship to consider here. We've lost mm. one, we've won one. Uh, Argentina smoked Australia over the weekend yes. as well. That's true, it's amazing. Uh, um, so I mean, it's an open, it's open now. Who knows where that competition is going to go? But I'm excited about it. I am too. Um, I'm going to pivot to MLB for a second because this last week's been quite exciting. Obviously, the trade deadline passed, so all these players are now on their new teams. And I talked a couple of weeks ago about Juan Soto and how he's got a big deal, and they got a big deal through for him. He went to San Diego uh, in return for five prospects and a uh, major league talent who's got at least three years left on his deal. Luke Voigt, he's a solid first baseman. Mackenzie Gore was once a top 15 prospect, and everybody else in the deal is a top 15 prospect. High value for a guy that's going to be on the Padres for at least three years. Whether they have the cap space to re-sign when his deal's up in three years, I doubt severely, although they are, they are one of the contenders. Uh-huh. But that is exciting. Other teams that bought at the deadline... Oh, so I was going to say the Red Sox, actually. Originally, they're going to send over Eric Hosmer, who's on the on the Padres right now, but the Nationals are on his no-trade list, and it's something you could sign into your contract, you know, can't get traded with this team. So they got flipped with the Red Sox because they kind of got left with egg on their face in the sense that they tried to trade the guy. It didn't go through. Does he go back to the clubhouse? No, they flipped him onto the Red Sox. For, for, they sold them prospects in an effort to get them to take his contract. Um, other people, teams that bought were the Blue Jays, uh, the Phillies, the Twins, the Mets, the Yankees, the Mariners, and the Braves. So everybody that's kind of fighting for a division right now. Uh-huh. The Blue Jays also got left with egg in their face in the sense that they traded for Whit Merrifield, who plays on the Royals. Fantastic second baseman. However... He's not vaccinated or wasn't vaccinated at the time of the trade, meaning he couldn't actually play games in Canada for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, he's since been vaccinated, um, but it was it was it was certainly uh, a lot of people just talking about the fact that they traded for a player who can't play in their home country. 
The Dodgers made some surprise moves. Um, they bought up a deadline, as you'd expect, for a team that's leading the division by 17 games. Mm-hmm. But they also sold Mitch White, who's quite a serviceable starter, kind of six-starter, long, long reliever. You know, on the edges of both the bullpen and the starting rotation, he got flipped to the Blue Jays for prospects. Um, that surprised me to a certain extent, but there wasn't enough space in the rotation. And again, they're leading by 17 games, so if anyone's got the space to kind of spare a little bit of thought, it's the Dodgers. The sellers uh, were the expected bottom feeders. The Athletics, the Orioles, the Cubs, the Royals, the Nationals, the Pirates, and the Tigers, which is a bit of a surprise. They reckon the Tigers are supposed to be turning their... The, the rebuild was supposed to be turning their corner, and they're supposed to be going into it. And they mm. were major sellers at the deadline. They got rid of franchise faces like Michael Fulmer and Robbie Grossman. So, so much for the uh, change of fates in, in Detroit. It's happening, just not in 2022. All right, all right. Um, NBL, I mean not NBL. Sorry, um, the English Premier League. Yes, NBL. Uh, the big story, of course, is uh, Brentford four mm. 0 over Man United. Yes, I'm, I, it's funny the Glazers come up twice today. I'm sure, I'm sure many, <laughs> many in United country will be shaking their fists. It's only two games in, but Man Man United are at the bottom of the table. <laughs> this is exciting time. It is exciting, it's time, exciting time with West Ham sitting in nineteenth. So that's really interesting as well. Only two teams are unbeaten, mm. uh, and will you know, and have the potential to have an unbeaten season with Arsenal and Man City, uh, both on six points at the top of the table. Uh, Man City not conceding a goal in the two games that they've played. Um, Tottenham and Chelsea had a draw uh, to be expected. I guess Liverpool plays tomorrow morning playing um, Crystal Palace. Lovely, lovely stuff. Arsenal, of course, you know, the the original Untouchables, 2003-2004. That's right. Um, that is an exciting prospect. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. They have, of course, changed keepers as well. Now they're going to Ramsdale full-time, and, and Leno is out to Fulham, I believe, is where they, where they, mm. where they, where they send him to. Yes, that's um, right. So it certainly, certainly perhaps a change in keeper might... It's going to be an interesting season. Yeah. It's going to be re- well. It's every season's interesting, and I and I say that, but I hope it's going to be an interesting season. I'm going to see how it goes. Um, but there are some great teams, uh, and Man U, if they keep going like this, I mean, I don't. They're a great club. They're an incredible Obviously, club. Yes. Uh, I'm not a you know, being a Liverpool fan, I'm not a huge fan of Man U. Uh, I don't want to. See, I would never like to see them drop out of the Premier League. No. But I, I but I would also like to. They just need to taste it, isn't it? Just 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 let it just let it kind of salivate. Of course. Um, Arsenal is going to say has the uh, the new documentary that's going on the, the sort of hard knocks from the NFL but brought to the EPL mm. um, obviously following I saw keep seeing ads for it they obviously want to watch it um, for you know just talking about Mikel Arteta obviously you know showing his leadership of the club and that very hard knocks style you know showing that showing the battles as they are mm-hmm. on the ground um, certainly an exciting format and whether it translates truly to the EPL I'm yet to quite see but yeah, you know you interesting know, oh yeah for it. All right, well, hey, thank you so much, Scott. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.